Welcome back. It's episode 48. In this episode, we are talking about spooky conspiracy theories for Halloween. And Katie and I are going to debate them and tell you which ones turned out to be true. Stay tuned. Hello. Hi. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm really, really excited for this episode. Don't you just love Halloween? I do. I love it. And you look so cute. (laughs) Thanks. I'm channeling my like inner 90s doll alien for Halloween. I don't know what it is, but I love it. I love it. And I love that I'm not the only one who, who gets to see it. I love that our audience can look at you now um, and hang out with us because drum roll. We're on YouTube. We're on YouTube. We're on YouTube. So you get to see Katie's hair. Katie's red hair. And my ridiculous expressions and the walls of our apartments where we record. The sad blank walls that represent my sad blank office. That's okay. You need a Tesla collage kit. I know. I've got. It's so fun, huh? So fun. Well, that's only one announcement. We have a second announcement, and that yes. is that we've officially named our audience something other than our audience. <laughs> I know. I don't like <laughs> Do that. It's them? too cold. Yeah, yes. so cold. I know. Um, okay, so for... Oh, oh, sorry. I have like an error message. Okay, I'm good. Okay, I'm good. Our audience is going to be called... The Cocos. Oh, cute. Ah, so cute. It's so cute. I love it. Um, yeah. yeah. So after much debate and many options we that we hated, we finally landed on Coco's because it just sounded cute and it sounded easy and it sounded like gender neutral and like anybody could be a Coco, especially if you want to be a Coco. If you hate the name, just let us know. Like, give us good ideas if you hate it. Um, and if you love it, welcome to the Coco Club. Wait, oh that would God. be such cute merch. We have such <laughs> good Club. merch ideas. We just need an audience to sell merch to. <laughs> so, hey, Coco's. it's coming. <laughs> we're welcome we're to the Coco Club. Yes, we're excited to have a name, and we're excited to be on YouTube and like do a bunch of stuff because we are approaching our one year anniversary of having a podcast. We pretty much posted every week. Uh, There were a couple weeks that we had like family emergencies or like random things that popped up where we couldn't get an episode out. Um, But I'm proud of us. We've made it almost a full year and we're going to do an anniversary episode coming up for you guys soon too. So lots of fun stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Well, shall we jump into the lounge? Let's jump into the lounge. This is me attempting to lounge in an upright position. <laughs> I can't even. Okay. <laughs> I can't even so, lounge. This hair is too big. For real. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, tell us what your stories and fun updates are. Okay. Um, I made a new vision board. Perhaps you <laughs> you had triggered that. You were oh. like, oh, so cute. What's your vision board? And I was like, oh my God, that's still April. So, oh, on your I phone. I did actually, yeah, yeah. Well, I like, I put it everywhere. I like put it on my watch and like all that. So, 
um, I made a new vision board and I'm really excited. I, you can't really see it, but it's got no, like, you're going to have to text it to me. Yeah. I can well, see the color. Like pinks That's and it. reds, pinks and reds and greens, which is like not the typical like fall, but I wanted it to be like my fall. So really excited that I, I updated that. So it's just a fall vision. So we're good until like December, I think. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe like, depends on when you like the holidays, but maybe end of November. Who knows? That's cute. Yeah. I don't know. I still haven't like incorporated American Thanksgiving into like my brain. I'm like, oh yeah, there's another holiday. (laughs) But yeah, I guess that's there. No, no. Even Americans don't really. I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking. If you are excited for Christmas, then you would get ready in November anyways. True. So, like Christmas. Yeah. Um, do you want to hear about the haunted house that I went to? Yeah, I do. For the second time, but <laughs> for the Cocos <laughs> the first time. Tell the Cocos. Um, oh my gosh. It was a blast. Okay, so I went to Reign of Terror. And it was like the cheapest haunted house in our vicinity, basically. Um, it was only 65, no, I'm sorry. It was only $35. I think the second cheapest was 65 and, um, Halloween Horror Nights at Universal is over a hundred dollars. So went with a cheap one and I did not regret it at all. They did such a good job. The set design was amazing. The actors were amazing. Waiting in line wasn't even that bad to like get inside the haunted house. Um, but let me tell you about my favorite rooms. Okay. So they had a I think like 10 different scenes, I think they said. And one of the scenes was a clown-like scene. And there was a bunch of different like little rooms within that scene. It was easily the scariest room or like scene. But there were some really, really spooky rooms that blew my mind. Like they were crazy. Okay. There was this one room that was kind of like a strobe light room, basically. But I don't know what it was about the way that maybe it was strobing. My eyes would not work. I could they I could not see anything. I couldn't see the walls next to me. I couldn't see the person in front of me. They kept like disappearing before my eyes, literally. And then they would be gone. And I was like, what the fuck? Um, it was wi- wild. And my friend Rebecca was like, like, put your hand to the wall. It's like right next to you. And it's like crazy how close the wall is to you. You don't even realize how small the room is. So that was one of the scary rooms. There was another scary room that is not for the claustrophobic, even a little bit. Like even I was in there and my claustrophobia was kicking in. I was like, dear God, this is the scariest situation I've ever been in. In a safe situation, right? Like probably second to skydiving if I ever went skydiving. Like that kind of level of like, what the fuck? This is terrifying. Wait, would you Um, go skydiving? I would. I would. For the same reason okay. of like why All I would right. go to a haunted house, like for that kind of thrill. <laughs> um, it's the ADHD talking. Um, but there, w- I would just like best describe it as like a balloon room. And basically I would equate it to the scene of Don't Worry Darling that they show in all of the commercials where Florence is being pushed up to the window and her like face is being squished and like the wall is squishing her up to the window. That's what it's like to walk through this room. You cannot walk through it straight. You have to walk through it like sideways, like shuffling because there's a balloon in front of you and a balloon behind you like pushing into each other. And there's just enough room for you to walk through, but only sideways. So I had like my, I was holding my friend's hand um, to like 
basically like not lose her. And she said, it's so funny hearing her describe it because she was like, when you went in, you were gone. I lost you. I was like, wait, because I we were holding hands right before we went in. So I went in first. I was leading. And she was like, I lost you. You were gone. The only way that I knew you were still existing is because I was holding your hand. Otherwise, you were gone. I had no idea. Um, we couldn't see each other. And I had my other hand sticking out the other direction because the person in front of me was already gone too. Um, and I was like basically feeling for the exit because I was like, how long is this thing? It's a hallway of just a balloon. Frightening. It was so scary. Um, but then when you get out, you're like, whoa, that was awesome. <laughs> like the rush of adrenaline hits you. And then the other room the in the room common area. Me. Oh, it was crazy. I'd never seen anything like it. I'd never like... I thought it was ingenious because if if you are in a haunted house to get scared, it's not just for the jump scares. It's for everything. Like it was scary. And that's exactly what it was there to do. But it was safe. It was controlled. It was monitored. Like there was nobody, no way somebody could actually die in there because there, it, yeah. Um, and the last room that I will mention is basically a bridge through a digital screen, 360, like all the way around you. And it's like a vortex. It's spinning in a vortex. So if you're not holding on to the handrail, you literally like feel like you're flipping over. You feel like you're falling sideways. Um, so that was really difficult to walk through. Um, it wasn't so much scary as like visually crazy. Yeah, like it messes with you. I feel like that's a lot like the one at Universal where, um, what is it? The studio tour where you end up in that one tunnel, like the ice tunnel. Yeah, I haven't done I haven't done if the universe yet. You know. Yeah. It's the same idea. Very trippy. Ugh. So trippy. Yeah. So the <laughs> the visual effects they did a phenomenal job on and the actors were great and really kind and there were points where like they had like clogs of people like literally just like where where you couldn't move, I guess, like standstills. And so they had to like the actors had to like improvise like what was going on to be like this is why you're stuck in my area and i'm going to keep you here forever um and also there were some really cool animatronics there were some frightening animatronics in there that were scarier than than the actors at points so really good really fun that's my very long-winded story fun update (laughs) that's so wicked yeah Yeah. i did like highly recommend it was great Uh, not yeah. well, not scary farms, but it doesn't sound like it was as scary as that. Probably not because it's for kids, right? Well, I'm just a kid <laughs> then. I was still scared. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, not to take away, but it's not. It's not like a. It's not called like Reign of Terror Haunted House. Like no, we'll scare the shit out <laughs> no, of you. it was like, like <laughs> the haunted pumpkin, and I was like, oh my yeah. god, the pumpkin like, is oh, haunted. Ooh, scary, <laughs> yeah. Like in a Disney way. Maybe. Maybe not. Um, I think it's a little more uh, terrifying, but yeah. I haven't gone, so I don't know. I, ha- I I'm just talking shit. I have no idea. <laughs> um, okay, well, anyways, let's move on to the sunshine medicine. Brighten our days from this spookiness. Yeah. So my sunshine medicine is like a personal gain. It is I am increasing my lifts. Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> yes, ma'am. What I did know. you go? Do you want to share? Or that's a yeah, personal thing, I, I guess. No, it's fine. But I, I will be honest. Like, my uh, PT keeps things written down and has, like, whatever he has. And so I 
don't have a full concept of what the weights are, but I know that um, I think I was doing like biceps, triceps. I think maybe it was 10. I increased to 15. I think my uh, skull crushers were like seven and they're at eight. And I was like, yes, because they're nice. so hard. I could almost not even hard, do yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. And then um, end of last week, I lifted the 45 pound bar on an incline bench and I was able nice. to do it again with more ease. So we might be Ooh. able to get weights on that tomorrow. Um, and I'm faster and we're getting more in, in the hour. And like, it's just having like that positive feedback, you know, where you actually want to go and you actually want to do it yourself. And he was like, dang, your back is rippling. And I was like, no one has ever used the words rippling in my body. So I was so excited. That's great. I just feel like a boost of confidence because my energy is up and like my, my, like, like my muscles just feel more like alive. And this is like a totally new metric for me in terms of like physical wellness. So I, good, I feel that. like positive about that. Like it's yes, different. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different like game we're playing now and it's going well. So that's for me. That's my sunshine medicine. Great. Oh, that's yeah. exciting. I'm very excited <laughs> for you. Thanks. Mine is, what about you? Mine is not healthy. But they are. <laughs> hey, it is a Halloween right in my day. Yeah, it's a candy too. Oh, speaking of candy, that's my little sound effect there. We're Wait. eating some candy off screen or on screen. On screen? Muted. <laughs> I'm going to be eating while you're talking. <laughs> Same. Yeah, I've got some MMs. I've got a Mars because that's my absolute favorite in the world. It's from Canada. Yeah. Nice. That's that. Anyways, so <laughs> my sunshine medicine is, uh, well, are these gummies called Vago Bears. And they're just gummy bears. They're vegan gummy bears um, that are honestly the most amazing flavor gummy bear I've ever had in my life. They are life changing. I cannot explain how good they are. I'm addicted. And I found them at Erewhon. But I realized that they're not just an Erewhon product. Like they sell at Walmart and they sell at like Target. I guess. I've never seen them. You've seen them at Whole Foods. I've never seen them yeah, anywhere. Yeah, you've seen the Whole Foods except like the, for the grab and go at the self checkout. Yeah, probably. They're insanely good. Oh my gosh! And I buy like the big bag of them with the zipper because <laughs> oh I my go back. God. They're amazing. I highly recommend. They have brought so much sunshine to my life. Joy. <laughs> are they like super squishy yeah. they are yeah so i guess this the ones that i like are called the foamy gummy bears and i i don't know what they mean by foamy um i guess they're not clear gummies they're they white they're, like they're opaque no they're colored yeah. but it's like the the oh. color is natural i think the flavors are like strawberry and raspberry so they're freaking delicious and they're made with real fruit juice and they're organic and i think they're made here in malibu so they all have like regional names, <laughs> like the Malibu something, the oh, I thought yeah. there was a Los Angeles one and a Santa Monica one. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. This one's just called the foamy gummy bears. I don't know why. I was like, that's Yum. such a weird. I'm like, are they going for champagne? Like, what do they mean? And I was like, okay, they're like opaque. Maybe that's what they mean. I don't know. But they're <laughs> so good. They're so good. I love them. Anyways. I'm I'm rushing out to get those. Maybe like yes. I'll have them and be like super like 
um, super posh when the little kids come around and be like, here is your Irwan gummy bear treat. <laughs> oh my God, Venice. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, for real. Go they nuts. expect a lot. Those, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to take away the what you're looking forward to? Sure. So a couple of friends were like, what can we do for October? That's not just like Halloween. And I was like, well, I mean, Halloween is kind of the event, but one of them decided that they wanted to host a beer Olympics. So I think it's Saturday. Yeah. I think they're doing the beer Olympics on Saturday and I think it's in the morning, which is kind of weird because it is like three different beer focused events. Uh, one is going to be just flip cup. One is going to be hold the stein full of beer out as long as you can hold it before dropping it. If you drop it, you have to drink as much as remains in your like stein after you drop it, which is going to be a lot. And, and then, oh, a donuts on a string, which I don't know how that's related to beer, but I was like, there's gotta be something like cute that I have a chance at winning. So (laughs) donuts on a string. (laughs) So that's going to be fun. Yeah. That sounds fun. Nice. Uh, mine's another product. I'm feeling product. Okay, tell us. Um, I haven't gotten it yet, which is why I'm looking forward to it. So TBD on if I like it. But I gave mm-hmm. in to the array bloat capsules that I've heard about everywhere. Um, so bloat capsules, like you just pop one when you're feeling sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you, when you eat something that your body doesn't agree with, or you're going through PMS, or any you know, women bloat for literally so many different things. So if you're going through a bloat and you are feeling uncomfortable or gassy or whatever, you can pop some of those pills um so i got those and then i also got ones for sleep also i think i have a cat that's trying to do something out there i don't know if you can hear that hear i'm like what is going on sorry we'll just like cover it with like a lightning like yeah right <laughs> yeah like yeah um, yeah, so I got their sleep ones because they're new. So I've heard such good things about the brand. Um, so TBD, but I'm looking forward to getting those to try them out. Cool. Well, we know like in two weeks, maybe like what the deal I think is. they shipped. Yeah. So probably cool. next time. Yeah. Next episode I'm in. Oh, also because we're on YouTube now, I can show you. I have a Halloween earring on this one. Oh, is it the hand? It's a hand, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. Tell us what's hot then. Um, so I'm like being targeted excessively for the made to fade tattoos, so much so that it's convinced me it's probably pretty cool. Um, I know that like as a person with tattoos, you had really good comments about that, but as a person without tattoos, I was like, that's pretty cool because my biggest fear is that I'm going to get something I don't like in like a year. Right. Um, so the main brand doing is ephemeral and it looks pretty wicked. So they last 15 months roughly. Um, and they look like pretty good quality, but I think you made a really good point about how they might just end up being like a weird shape or like ugly at that point so i think that i'm really keen to maybe like interview someone who's got one or 
like the founder and be like, why did you do this? And like, how have people's experiences been? Cause I'm really curious. Like that seems perfect for a person with like anxiety and indecision, <laughs> but also like someone who's artistic and really thinks that will look cool. Yeah. Yeah. I still have the same concerns. I feel like you could get a better experience by making a custom like, like temporary water based one. Yeah. Yeah, Something like that. I know. Yeah. Which I I think I'll try first, but I'm still really keen on like, what is this made to fade? I definitely, I think it's it's a great idea. I just worry about like the six months that you have it and it just looks like a blob on your skin. That's all. I know. It's a good point. Especially if you get something so pretty. So it would be such a shame. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And people also said like they go a little bit deeper. So when they go deeper, it's more painful and they do that so that like it's more bioactive. So the body actually will like attack the ink and remove it, which is such a cool concept. And maybe I'm just more interested in the concept and it hasn't really been refined. (laughs) So I'm maybe I'm more like interested in the theory of made to fade tattoo, but leave that with me. Um, maybe I'll get someone on from company. I do like that too. I think that's a great idea. So what's you your mind? Thought? Yeah. Yes. I told you about it already, but I told you ahead of time because I was like, I'm going to tell everyone. And I wanted you <laughs> yes, to get an you. opportunity to put an order in before this sells out. Cause this mascara yep. is insane. Okay. It's by tower 28. They are a clean beauty brand and they are sold at Sephora. And it is just like their like lengthening mascara. It is the best mascara I've ever used. Every time I put it on, I'm obsessed. I'm like, what the heck? This does everything that I've ever wanted a mascara to do. Everything. It doesn't smudge. It doesn't fall under my eyes. When I like accidentally rub my eye, I'm not like raccoon eyes. It like just kind of like goes away. Like, I'm like, I don't know where it goes. It like just disappeared. But like, I don't have smudges. I didn't wake up with raccoon eyes when I accidentally fell asleep in it. Like, it's amazing. And it's not waterproof. It comes off your eyes really easily with like any makeup remover. And it stays all day and it lengthens, it lifts, it adds volume. If you are a mascara wearer, you are going to love it. I swear. Power 28. It is not an ad. I just love it. (laughs) That's what's hot. Yeah, the pictures look so good. I, I'm i pretty thrilled about it, too. So thank you for sharing with us. Oh, more than happy. So I eat my candy. <laughs> okay, let's uh, 20. Oh, gosh, we did a really long intro again. Let's get into this spooky Halloween episode because it's going to be really fun. We're talking about conspiracies. Um, but before we go over our episode goals, do you want to tell them something spooky, a spooky fact to transition? Okay, breaking news. Um, just because y'all know that I have this fascination about true crime, we've been over it. It's maybe not healthy, but see one of the previous episodes. I'm sorry, I don't know which one. Um, but <laughs> basically, the breaking news is the Stockton serial killer has been caught. Perhaps um, a man has been detained that they think was out essentially hunting for another victim uh, earlier this week. And uh, for anyone who's not from L.A., 
or maybe who is from LA, Stockton is like Northern California. California has historically been known for having a lot of serial killers and we haven't really had one for a long time. Not that this should be like the way we think about it, but it's just quite like breaking news really that we've got another person who's out serial killing and they have potentially been caught. So they are a man in the their mid forties and they've already committed at least six like point blank shot murders. Um, one woman has at least escaped as a almost victim. So it's quite wow. Quite, yeah, it's quite scary. Yeah. And I think it's like, yeah, breaking Halloween kind of news. Ooh. Yeah. Well, put him in jail, lock him up forever, and throw away the key. No, make a long form podcast about it because I want to listen to it when I'm oh, driving. Gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Um, okay, well, let's go over the episode goals because we're going to talk about a really fun topic this week. We're going to go all out on conspiracies, conspiracy theories, what they mean, why do we like them, are they real, have they ever been real? But these are the goals for the episode. We're going to share some ridiculous conspiracies and discuss whether or not we believe in them. And we're also going to be talking about the dark side of believing certain conspiracies and we'll tell you which ones that maybe you should look out for so yeah uh without further ado we're gonna do a water break and during this water break for the youtube watchers we're just gonna chill with you like they do on daytime tv so water break and dance with us and for the podcast listeners enjoy our tune All right. Hello. I think that was a dance break, water break. Like a lounge. Conspiracy theory. Thought. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. I was like trying to make something funny, but nothing came. So eh, whatever. Hi. It's okay. (laughs) So in this part, we're going to talk a little bit more about some conspiracies that we either like love to hate and know a bunch about um or we're just like what this is a conspiracy and we're just gonna like throw it back and forth and then hopefully it will entertain you and if you're engaged we would love to hear from you and then in the next part we will get into the more like nitty-gritty so you want to take it away with some conspiracies that you think are important today (laughs) all right well i guess i'll start off with one that many people know um, but I am a firm believer in, and the only reason I'm a firm believer in it is because I, well, okay, let me just tell you what it is without giving too much suspense. The birds aren't real conspiracy. Now I saw a TikTok the other day that was basically like the, um, birds aren't real society put together like a protest in New York last week or something. And there was, uh, birds are real protesters. <laughs> So it was like, it was like maybe in Central Park or something. And half the people there were like, birds aren't real with like signs. And then the other half were like, birds are real. Here's evidence. 
I find it hilarious. The reason why I am pro birds aren't real is because I hate birds. And I know certain people are going to hate that. I don't, I'm not an animal hater ever. In fact, birds are the only creatures that I have beef with. And (laughs) they always chase me. They always poop on me. They just don't like my energy. And I don't know what the fuck I ever did to a bird. Um, They're just mean. They're just mean. I don't like them. I don't like creatures that are just mean for nothing. Like not even spiders are mean for nothing. Not even snakes. Maybe hornets. But I also hate hornets, (laughs) you know? But like (laughs) the conspiracy is like birds are not real. Okay. So have you never heard this one? No. Okay. Let me finish chewing this piece of candy and I will tell you. (laughs) I'm sorry. What? So the theory is that birds are um, just spies, spy cameras funded by the government to spy on us. That's how they know everything. It's surveillance. Okay. All Um, right. And the reason (laughs) why is because, like, have you ever seen a bird move? They're robotic. They're weird. They don't make sense. And they're just, like, conveniently everywhere, especially in cities. (laughs) They're always looking in your windows. Like... We don't trust birds. Birds aren't real. They're just robots. <laughs> They're government spies. So that's that's one of them to kick it off. I love that. That's like the, and for the people like who can't take a joke. Obviously, this is all a joke. The birds aren't real. Society is a joke. But this is one of the conspiracies that like people may maybe like don't believe in so much more than they like to like participate in the trend of. Birds aren't real. So it's a nice trendy conspiracy. Yeah. No, I love that. That's so funny. It's like very Black Mirror esque, you know, the one where they had like, um, yeah, right? Like the big bees. I don't remember. They were like, I remember the dog one. Oh, there was like the robotic dog. Oh, that was horrifying. The police thing. Yeah. The thing that we actually have that our police force actually uses. Yeah. We Not live good. in Black Mirror. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I um, know. What are what are conspiracies that you've seen? Um, starting with a couple light ones. The moon is a hologram. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I can I can definitely attest to the fact that the moon looks significantly different in LA than it does in Victoria. So they be like keeping up with that hologram. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you you are on a different position of earth mm-hmm. and where you are in position will kind of change it a little bit so you're saying like the hologram could look different <laughs> i'm i'm anti-hologram moon i love the moon too much moon is real i know i love the moon that has to be real um the other one that i like was that the past present and future it has to be i like how occurring. you're like it has to be real hold on i we got yeah, back like, up you're like it has to be what is I'm the sorry. Other I was just like, there's no other <laughs> debate here. Next thing. <laughs> sorry, anyways. I have nothing I else to say about that. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, the fact that the past, present, and future could all be occurring at the same time. That's not a conspiracy. That's reality. Time is a concept. I think that's a conspiracy. Time does How not are exist they all occurring space? at the same time? Well, t- because if time is a concept, then you can't ever say, like, when time occurs. Because, okay, okay so, here's, so here's here's the reason why. Here's the reason why. 
Because if we are to look, okay, we have a floating object in space that's able to look back in the past at past space. Okay? We are literally seeing in the past when we look in the sky. But it is occurring well, because to of us the, in the present. Uh, light exactly. takes time. It, uh, uh, exactly. It's a concept. So it can occur at the same time. It, it literally is occurring at the same time. Because if it, this is the reason why the people do not believe, why scientists, why, why scientists, I should say, not just people, believe that we have not been contacted by any outside force or any outside being because we are literally so far away that if people on other planets outside of our galaxy were to look at earth have a viewpoint of earth they would see dinosaurs right now that is the past occurring for them at the present so boom debunked sorry hate to shit on your parade but (laughs) i am passionate about space (laughs) that's very interesting the way i see it is like Anyways, when I, someone yeah, says that, ahead. I'm just like, well, I don't see like people from the 20s walking around. That's just bullshit. <laughs> so I guess if you look at it as the way that light moves and how long it takes for light to get to your eyes, it depends on your definition of time. I yeah. think that's where we that's where the answer lies. So yes. do I believe that people from the 1920s are roaming Earth right now? No, I, no, I don't. I don't think we are that advanced. Not at all. We can't even figure out local politics. Like, no. Oh, sorry. No, we cannot. Um, Okay. Uh, Do you want to hear one of my funny ones? Yeah. Okay. Um, You know, I'm going to go in the same vein of animals, and I'm going to talk about the pandas aren't real conspiracy. Now, I'm going to pull some stuff out of my ass today because I don't have a reference for this. I've just seen TikToks, so um, maybe I should have done a little bit more back-end research on it, but I just thought it was funny. This conspiracy is that pandas are not real. And the reasoning is, is because historically, pandas were only, like, documented maybe 100, 150 years ago. Like, it hasn't been that long since we've had documentation of pandas, but China is so old, and it has one of the oldest, longest written histories ever of any country, of any nation. So it's odd that we've never seen any history of a panda until more recent times, so to speak. Um that's kind of like the root. That's pretty much the only evidence they have. And they're also like, pandas are just weird. <laughs> like, that's the only other thing that backs it up is like, have you seen a panda? They're just weird. So I don't, I definitely don't believe in this one, but I think it's really funny. What do you think of it? I think it's so funny because I'm just like, what? Was there like one book about pandas and someone lost it? <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, right? I know. Classic. They're Excuse like, but China me? has a written history of everything. They wrote everything down. <laughs> Like they're like, so passionate. Like you have to watch oh, those yeah. TikToks. It's good. There, it's there good. was one book and we lost it. <laughs> they're like, we just didn't call them pandas. We yeah. just didn't give you a descriptor. Like they were just bears. Like they were they white bears with black stripe. Big no, because there's no description either. Because there's no description mm. either. That's that's the thing. There's nothing that describes a panda. So maybe they just like gave it a nickname that they agreed upon, and then they were like, we're just gonna write down the nickname. And it's just going to sell. His name is Joe. Code. We're just calling him Joe. We're Thank like, Joe. and then we hung out with Joe. There's Joe again. And that's like <laughs> what they called, like, like super 
like we would never understand because we weren't there like that kind of thing um well all i know about pandas is they are so lazy that they won't reproduce so there's like oh a yes place. that was the other thing okay <laughs> that was the other part of it is that they can only reproduce like one day out of the year like there's one specific day or, or one short window i don't know if it's one day or if it's one week but it is an extremely short window in which the female panda is like fertile and pregnant or like able to get pregnant throughout the entire year. My proposition and it just is seems it's odd. way too hot to have that coat. <laughs> They're just so lethargic. Yeah. yeah. So poor yeah. babies. I know. I love pandas. They're definitely real, <laughs> but I like that conspiracy. It's funny. I think it's so funny. Um, I saw one and it was very like typical, like UFO, but the guy who was saying it was so engaged. I just had to write it down. So he was like, guys, guys, we have only explored 5% of the world's oceans. Why? How come we haven't done more? Like we have technologies, we have all this stuff that we could be doing to explore like what the earth is mostly made up of, but we haven't. So his proposition was that NASA had been exploring the world's oceans and found something that they were like, oh shit, like, no. Ooh, I like this. <laughs> no, like we're that. not going back. <laughs> so that's my thing. That's my thing. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if they're incapable. Like, yeah, like there is a certain point where pressure is too much. Like, do we have the technology like on a to machine? bypass the pressure of the bottom of the ocean? That's the thing I don't, I don't know. know, because when I used to watch, when I used to watch the science channel as a kid, that would always be a thing where they're like, this is the furthest we can go before our machine explodes. And then it was like pitch black. So that's, that's my suspicion of like the logical reason why we can't, we just like physically cannot. Um, and there are lots of areas that uh, are too small for humans and that there are lots of areas that, that are like crevices and things like that, that are calculated in the unexplored which is technically possible if you had a very, very tiny machine that is recording the whole thing for you. So I just don't know how it works. It's also probably really, 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 really expensive to develop specific technology like that. Um, but I think that the, the idea of a creepy creature in the bottom of the ocean excites me. So yeah, I'm kind of keen to I know. It. And they were like theorizing that there was like a U.S. Um, a UFO that was spotted like following the USS Omaha, like out on the coast oh. of California. And it was about, they estimated it to be about six feet across. They picked it up on like heat sensing uh, technologies and it was following them for, I don't know if it was a half an hour or an hour. And then it just suddenly plunged into the Pacific and they were like, Ooh, is it like going to the mothership in the, in the ocean? Oh my God, creepy. And then they, so they used radar to track like around their vicinity for the next 14 days. No, sorry, the next th three days. And there were 14 more UFOs found in the same position. And they did the same thing. Whoa. So what is that? Creepy. Or, yeah. Are they going down under to something we I like this one. can't see and don't know? Ooh, spooky. I know. That sounds. one wigged oh. me out. Firefuckers. <laughs> That's creepy. I like that. Mine are not <laughs> creepy. None of mine are creepy. So I really like that you added one like that. Um, my next one is kind of interesting and weird. Um, and I would love to do more research on it. 
Um, this is the glitter conspiracy. Um, so the uh, so we are going through a global shortage of glitter. There is a apparently shortage, and the company who uh, manufactures and sells the most amount of glitter will not say who they are selling their glitter to. And the New York Times apparently, uh, allegedly, did um, like a mini investigation into it, and they tried to speak, you know, to a manager there. And this manager was like, "Oh yeah, I know who we're selling the glitter to, but they don't want you to know what it is, and we don't know what they, who they are, and we don't know what it is, like what they are turning the glitter into." So now there's all these theories of like. What is the glitter being used for? Because we're going through a shortage. It's being used. Okay, so this is a real one. That's the thing. So we don't actually know where the glitter is being used, who's buying it, where it's going, and why we're having a shortage right now. We don't know. And nobody's talking. Nobody's saying anything. So now everybody's speculating what is the glitter being used for? What is it being used for? Where is the glitter going? creepy, but weird. creepy. Yeah. Also, like... Oh, why glitter? I know, right? Are they like using it to like paint the like international space station and then like reflect like a big laser beam? That's too obvious. What? Why would they be hiding something like that? That that seems too easy. It seems like something that's like in our food or like something that we just un is completely unknown that it even is resembling glitter. That seems more likely. Because why? Otherwise, why would you hide it? Something to think about. Is it like anyway? Take it away. What's your next one? And now I'm freaked out. I'm like, where is it hiding? Apparently, right. over here. My right my gut instinct you. is like it's right here. <laughs> ah, yeah. Because you're like, what is it? But yeah, anyways. where is the glitter? Yeah. All right. That's creepy. Um. So I. I threw in a classic because we are the coconut grove. I figured a good like LA classic, like old Hollywood need needs to be discussed. So um, quick recap on the Marilyn Monroe uh, theory. So people like to debate whether Marilyn Monroe died from our, the uh, barbiturate overdose and if it was self-inflicted or was it because of some kind of cover-up from the Kennedy family? And I think this one's really fascinating. It's also extremely tragic and very upsetting if you really dig into it, because obviously, like, Marilyn Monroe was such a good-natured person and just really wanted to, like, advance her career. She was a strong female lead in so many things at that time, really taking off, which is why I think a lot of people don't want to, like, believe or like debate that the self-inflicted nature of her death was not the case. So they kind of theorized that it was like an addiction to pills, poor mental health. And so she um, unfortunately took her own life, but people that knew her well said she was in high spirits. Her career was up and up. Like it doesn't add up. So there's a lot of other things that don't add up. There was no water glass in her room to demonstrate that she would have taken an overdose of medication. So like, you cannot just like crunch down all those pills. Like you're going to need some water. There was no, um, 
like discernible level of medication in her system, like in her stomach, I should say, on the autopsy that was done afterwards. So if she was um, killed by barbiturates, it wasn't from like taking them herself. And the detective who was first on the scene to her basically like being found suggested that she had maybe been injected. So that's why the autopsy didn't pick it up by like investigating the contents of her stomach, which is really sad to think, but perhaps it was a lethal injection by someone she trusted like Eunice, her housekeeper, who conveniently reported the time of her death an hour incorrectly and then fled the country after like things were done and dusted. That's kind of freaky. So for those who don't know, basically Marilyn Monroe was involved with the Kennedy family. She was uh, first like involved with having an affair with JFK. And of course, those are JFK. all alleged though. That's yeah, all, this is all. Well, yeah. the whole thing is alleged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I Conspiracy. just want to, I just want to highlight because we're if we're giving extra information because I just want to be super sensitive with Marilyn Monroe right now because of the um, movie that's out, which is a complete fictionalization of her life. I just want to make sure that we're making it very clear what we're talking about conspiracy wise, or we're talking about like reality wise. So the uh, Kennedys is also part of conspiracy. Um, there is no proof and. Um, yeah, whatever, that she actually even ever had an affair or relationship with him. So I just want to clear that up before you continue. Um, and the same thing the goes for the brother, which is Robert, which she um, apparently had an affair with as well. And so the whole thing is like linked to the Kennedy brothers and the fact that perhaps she was becoming involved with them and that they basically tried to keep her silent and couldn't. So they like, took her life so i think that whole thing is freaking creepy and i if you don't know the story you should definitely read into it um yeah i don't know if the movie is a good portrayal of the events or not but blonde definitely not yeah i I haven't seen it yeah yeah yeah, so i think it's based on a fictional book too but i think this one's like real classic um do you believe Definitely. or do you not believe? I have no idea what happened, to be quite honest. Really don't know what happened. It seems yeah, so sketchy one. both ways. Nah, I don't believe this one. Because the, the Kennedys is, like, for me, super easy to debunk because um, JFK was also uh, more likely gay. Um, and also Marilyn Monroe uh, was also most likely um, asexual. So she was not a sexual person off camera um and she she kind of played into the sexuality um she was very smart but um she was also on tons of interviews uh personal lives diaries um she was she didn't really have a sexual life which is why she ended up getting divorced so affairs just don't really play into like the character of who marilyn is um like characteristic wise um and also she was deeply depressed so i don't want to like be like you know push that by so uh, she also lost a baby. Um, that that did happen. Um, an ectopic pregnancy. Um, so that's not a baby. Well, that's what I mean. Like she was pregnant and then didn't. Like that's what I mean. Like she she was expecting and then didn't have the baby. Um, that's what I mean. So um, it's, yeah, it's pretty tragic. So I definitely don't believe that one. Um, but you are right. It is a classic. Classic. Has to be classic. said. 
I will, I will, that's a good transition for mine, which, um, okay. which is Kim Kardashian and Kim loves to compare herself to Marilyn. So I'll just give her this one. Um, so this conspiracy is that, um, the GOP is preparing Kim Kardashian to be the first female president. Oh, and wow. <laughs> the backing to this is that they're like, oh, why, why is Kim getting so skinny? Why is she like looking more white? Like, cause you know, Kim is notorious for kind of adopting black culture and like making it hers. Um, so she like got rid of her BBL. She's thinner. She looks like she's more aligned to the white person. She was dating Pete Davidson, like more like skinny, like skinny punk boy versus like, um, like R and B black artists, like that kind of thing. So she, she shifted, um, her entire presence. Um, and the reason that they think like, oh, Kim is going to be president is because they're, they're literally cleaning her image and they're making her, um, like they say that the only reason that the GOP would vote for a woman is if they're also attracted to her and that they know her from something else. So those are the reasons that's a, that back it. I definitely don't believe it, but it would be, <laughs> it would blow my mind if that ended up being true. Um, like it also wouldn't surprise me in, in some weird way, but I also don't believe it. <laughs> what do you Can think? you imagine a world where Kim K was the president? Like I try to, it's very weird. It's, it feels alternate reality to me. I mean, it kind of seems fine if we think about it. Because I'm like, I don't know, Arnold Schwarzenegger was like the whatever of California. And then we had Trump, which is in effect very similar to the qualifications yeah, and, and of Kim Reagan K. Reagan was an actor. Yeah. I'm like, like, it's not I like think celebrities it haven't been involved. <laughs> yeah. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen words. Um, do you have another one? Um, this one is just kind of like ridiculous because of like the fan cult following of it. And like, I knew about it like before, but I just think it's funny to bring it up. It's a Michael Jackson conspiracy. Like is Michael Jackson still alive? And people are just like, so on it. Like people are just like, no, like he's definitely still alive. Like here's why. And it's hilarious. Like people um, provided so many pieces of evidence and like little videos too. I was just, I was like cracking up. Um, like one of the videos was the guy was saying like Michael Jackson went from this hospital to this like ambulance, then was airlifted out and was obviously still moving under the sheets. And there's like a, like a video of like sheets and there's like no, no movement. Oh and gosh. I'm like, well, if that is him, like he ain't okay. not moving. <laughs> and then there's like one, where they're like, look, a man was taken out of this ambulance with a bag over his head and he's walking through the door. I'm like, I think that's just the ambulance driver wearing a jacket. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. I don't think it's Michael Jackson, actually. That's um, hilarious. And then people like, love a good like celebrity who died but didn't die story. That's their favorite. I know. That's why I picked this one because I was like, it is so like it's everywhere. And I had to just like I just had to laugh. Um, the okay. whole, like his casket is in a cement box. Um, he oh attended his own funeral and they had photos. I'm like, that's Photoshop. <laughs> and, oh, the latest one that happened in 2016 was apparently he, um, was in the background of his daughter's selfie, specifically a oh. car selfie. 
I was like, his head okay. would be a lot bigger if he was in the back seat and like three and a half feet away from her. Like that's yeah. a very small head to be. I have to look into this one. I'm fascinated. Like the ratio I don't think I've heard so that one. Well, I've heard it, wrong. but yeah. I know. Wow, I was like, hilarious. this is just beyond. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. So like those were mine. Those are the ones that I was like really fascinated with. Um, okay. I have two more, wacky. but they're short. Yeah, yeah. Tell us. Okay. So I'll start with, since we're on the topic of celebrities, I'll start with this one because it's very short and it's also kind of mean. <laughs> so I don't want to give it too much airtime. Um, the conspiracy is that Leah Michelle cannot read. Um, if you know Leah Michelle or don't know oh. Leah Michelle, she is the head of Glee or like, you know, she plays Rachel Berry in Glee. Um, and she is the same on screen as she is off screen. Um, anyways, the, it started out as a joke on the internet because she kind of has this like pretentious energy where she like just doesn't look at things. And like, I don't know, she just doesn't like there. I don't know. It started out as a joke, but then it kind of kept feeding itself because every clip that somebody would find of an interview with her or like a scene from Glee or something would kind of like play into the joke of that she can't read where she would look at something and be like, oh my gosh, like say it out loud, like you read it, like that kind of thing where it's like, why didn't she just read it? And like, um, yeah, just like miss, miss speaking things or, and the theory is that, that she's just memorized everything. Like somebody's reading these things to her and she's really good at memorization. So it's kind of a mean one. Um, but it's definitely a big one on the internet. So I had to bring it up. Um, I, whether or not I believe it, it's, it's kind of hard to tell because sometimes the supporting evidence that people bring up, they're like, what is this clip? What, why did she do that? If she, if she could read, why didn't, why couldn't she just say it? And oh, the thing is like, she commented, she's like, I don't know why people don't think I can read. I knew all my lines for Glee. And then people were like, Okay. Yeah, we know you knew your lines, but could you read your lines? Could you read them? <laughs> so <laughs> people are kind of upset that she she couldn't play, like she could she took herself too seriously. I think that's the issue people have with Leah Michelle is she's always too serious. And they kind of wish that she, her comment could have played into the joke of like that she can't read. Because like if she did that, then it's like, yeah, of course she can read, but she's just gonna let the internet have the internet thing. Um so maybe one day she'll think it's funny and participate because I think at the at that then maybe it won't be a conspiracy anymore and people will just let it go. But until then, <laughs> we'll see. Until then, she's pretty um, much fanning the flame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then the last one is that mattress firm doesn't sell mattresses, that they are just a money laundering business. And the supporting evidence for this is that have you ever seen a mattress firm and noticed how the other mattress firm is like right across the street or like blocks down the street. And when you start to search mattress firm, they're all within blocks of each other. And that seems really fishy. So <laughs> I wonder that why, is my like, last fun conspiracy. Like, why would they do that? Like, what's the point? But I guess if you said that, you could say like Starbucks is also money laundering because they're on every corner. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I don't really have too much supporting evidence for that one, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, shall we go on to the last part and talk about some like kind of pre- even more creepiness to it? Like the real yeah. story behind conspiracies. I All know. Right, let's do dance break. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
How's your Mars bar? Have you tried it yet? I didn't try it. Try your like Mars bar. I've been like counting down on my M&M's. All right, Here you guys. Go. We are on the last part of this episode while Ashley eats her candy. Um, we're going to talk about the real story of conspiracies. Um, kicking off with a little thought experiment. Why do people believe in, theor- in conspiracy theories? Um, Ashley did a little bit of research on that. So um, once you're done chewing, do you want to tell us about why we believe in conspiracies? My mouth is full of caramel. Okay. Mm, caramelly goodness. <laughs> um, so, do you want me to take my part first? No, no. Because okay. I think yours is more of like fundamental. Yeah. This is more of like okay. a little intro. I think that there's a lot of psychology behind why people believe in conspiracy theories. And I think like could do a whole podcast on it, but just some basics. Um, so it's kind of driven by a few key things. They say that it's really a need for understanding and consistency, which I'm going to get the word wrong, but epistemic. Is that the word? Yeah, you're mouthing that to me, and I think that's what you said. Sorry, my, I like, don't know why my mic wouldn't turn on. Ep- epistemic is what I think it is, but I also might be wrong. Yeah. yeah. I think that that just means like like how you, like a concept in psychology, like the schema, like how you see yourself in the world you live in. Like it's a need for understanding like how things fit together. So it's it's just, it's, that uncomfortableness. Then it's also a need for control, which is more of the existential thing of like, where are you in the world? Like, where do you exist in space? And then a need for belonging and feeling important or special, which is more of like that social drive to feel like safe and comfortable. So maybe you could draw like a triangle of like, what is it? And like, where do you exist in the whole thing? And like, can you feel important in it? Like. I don't know. It's a little hard to conceptualize and maybe if no, I had more I, psychology. It makes sense. Yeah, no, that's interesting. It makes yeah. sense. Um, And I think like as we saw with COVID, which I don't think we'll get into, um, that was a big conspiracy generator, right? Because it was such a unbelievable, large scale, like mass event that uh, impacted so many people. And it really created that mundane every day where the like the brain is grasping at straws and wants to find something to latch onto and understand things and get some control in a controlless situation and feel that social connection. So it like flourished when those three variables were like really ripe for misfortune. I don't know. So people, I think at the heart of it all, just don't like uncertainty. People want to feel like they get it. So if there is an easier way to understand the it and like get over that uncertainty, the brain is going to take it because the brain does not want to feel uncomfortable. No, that makes sense. And it kind of like almost plays into the same research we did in the true crime episode of just like, why do people do this? And it it all kind of like boils down to like just basic human instinct (laughs) in some way, shape or form. Yeah, so if you've been, like, I don't know, foiled by a conspiracy before, like, that's only human nature. Yeah, and also, 
There are some conspiracies that have turned out to be true. I did come up with a few. Is now a good good time to go through them? Go for it. Okay. So we're going to start with Prohibition. So during Prohibition, the conspiracy was that the government was poisoning alcohol to keep people from drinking. And that actually turned out to be true. So manufacturers of industrial alcohol had been mixing their product with dangerous chemicals for a year prior to Prohibition. But between the years 1926 and 1933, the federal government had pushed manufacturers to use stronger poisons to discourage bootleggers from turning alcohol into moonshine. Uh, But that didn't stop the bootleggers. And unfortunately, uh, over 10,000 Americans had been killed by tainted booze. Oof. So that was true and crazy. I did not know that. Me neither. Me neither. I, I didn't know any of these. So it'll be fun for both of us. Um, this next one was that the Dalai Lama is a CIA agent. So this turned out to be kind of true. According to declassified intelligence documents, he earned 180000 in connection with the CIA's funding of the Tibetan resistance to the tune of $1.7 per year. Weird. Okay, like, and this last one. What does that one, even mean? It means that, so if they're paid by the CIA, technically... You know, if they have a force, the Tibetan resistance paid by the CIA, that's CIA agent. I mean, so he's like some way, CIA on a technicality. We don't know. I mean, OK, they're from declassified documents. So at some point it was classified information. Think about that. That's pretty creepy. OK, this last one is the conspiracy was that the FBI was spying on former Beatle John Lennon. This also turned out to be true. Like many counterculture heroes, Lennon was considered a threat. Anti-war songs like Give Peace a Chance didn't exactly endear former, former Beatle John, Len- John Lennon to the Nixon administration. NPR reported this in 2010. In 1971, the FBI put Lennon under surveillance and the Immigration Naturalization Services tried to deport him one year later. Ugh. I can totally so, see that. Yeah, me too. Makes sense. So -hmm. those are some that turned out to be true. Um, Do you have anything else before I get to the seriousness of conspiracies? No, I think we're ready for the seriousness. I was getting there. I want to know, where does this come from? Okay, so let's get really serious and talk about how conspiracy theories can unknowingly be very dangerous. And you might believe in some conspiracies that are anti-Semitic. All right. So there is this pyramid that was created by, um, I honestly don't have this creator right in front of me, but I will link all of their information in the show notes. Um, Basically, this creator made a pyramid of the scale of where you would fall on conspiracies. Um, At the bottom is grounded in reality. So these are conspiracies that actually happened like hashtag free Britney and Watergate. Those things are at the very bottom of the pyramid, okay? Then you move up to the speculation line, things like UFOs and Area 51 that could be real, but you're also entering like unknown territory. And then you enter the leaving reality section. This uh, This contains things like Michael Jackson is still alive, the Titanic never sank, and Avril Lavigne was replaced. So... You're starting, yeah, you're starting to be like, there, nobody moved in that video underneath that blanket. Like, you're entering that territory, okay? So after that, 
we enter reality denial. And this gives us examples like vaccines have microchips, the moon landing was fake, and global warming is a hoax. So you're starting to enter conservative conspiracy territory. Okay? And then after that, we enter, this is the very top of the pyramid, we enter the anti-Semitic point of no return. This gives us examples like flat earth, deep state, lizard people, trans agenda, and Sandy Hook was fake. And uh, this is also categorized as a world ruled by a supreme and shallow, I'm sorry, a supreme and shadow elite, and it promotes hatred and violence towards marginalized groups. And most of those are grounded in anti-Semitism and white supremacy. Um, And the creator of this pyramid explains that the messaging from the bottom to the top switches away from classic denial and towards distraction and delay. You're seeing more of this is an attempt to install a new world order kind of stuff. Oh, creepy and, and makes you really be like, okay, maybe I shouldn't believe everything I read on the internet and to a point where like you do not want to be anti-Semitic. <laughs> like think yeah. of, the lizard people is one that I've heard. Um, that was the first one that I was like told is a, is a anti-Semitic joke or conspiracy. But, like, and it, it makes sense like, how does once that you start work? to think about it. Uh, which part? Like where the lizard like, people came? Well, just like specifically, what does that have to do with Jewish people? Uh, it boils down to white supremacy. Because when you look at Nazis, they were eradicating Jewish people for the creation, for the perfect. It wasn't exclusively Jewish people. We know this. But it was to create a clean race. Uh, when you look at neo-Nazis, it's, it's anti-Semitic still. When we look at what Kanye West tweeted, that it, it ends up being, I mean, he was literally anti-Semitic, but also some of the other conspiracies he's believed fall in line with that. So basically, it's once you've started to believe conspiracies like this, you're eventually going to end up a neo-Nazi because you're falling down such a far rabbit hole that you have alienated yourself and other people especially marginalized groups. So that's right. kind of the interesting so it's part. More we'll, of like we'll link a, it. More of like a metric. A metric for like the conspiracy route. Yeah, exactly. That, that's why they call it the anti-Semitic point of no return. So it's like once, mm-hmm. once you're believing that there is a trans agenda and once you're believing Sandy Hook was fake, that's all conservative propaganda. All of those are conservative propaganda, and all of those are rooted in white supremacy. And where does white supremacy leave us? Got so. it. Yeah. Oh, rough. Oh so, my god. Thankfully, thankfully, I, <clears throat> I, I think birds probably fall into the speculation line or the leaving reality line. Um, so I think I'm safe. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it makes you think. Where's mine? My Marilyn. Where does that fall into life? Um, you're also leaving reality. That's definitely a leaving reality one. Yeah. That's when all the celebrity ones I would I would assume are there. But we'll we'll link this for you guys. Uh all the Cocos can go check it out in our description. And yeah, yes. that's our conspiracy episode. I mean, I couldn't think of anything more terrifying on a Halloween episode. I know. Ooh. All right. <laughs> that was really, really, really fun. And what a perfect way to kick off our first YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, I hope everyone liked it. I I hope so. 
I would if I was listening can, to this for the first time. Yeah, we can vote on like which Tesla box I should put up on my wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would love that. I would have love a live that. Vote. Oh, yeah. Oh, we have a new thing to tell our Cocos. Hey, which part? The phone. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I forgot that was a thing. Okay. So before you go, um, we would like to invite you to reach out to us. Uh, call us, leave us a voice message. If you have something that you want to say to us, if you have a question that you want to ask us that you would like us to answer on the show, um, if you're dying for Ashley to speak more on a certain topic, uh, if you need to know if I still love the mascara I'm using, whatever your questions or comments, we want to give you an opportunity to leave them for us uh, on nothing more than just like reaching out to Instagram. Yeah, nothing too, too big small. or too small. Agreed. Uh, so Ashley, give them our new number. Yes. So we tried to get one that could be catchy, but so-so. 323 I'll say it again. 323 Yeah. 643-5755. <laughs> Leave us and a we'll message. We would love it. Yes. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening into the Coconut Grove podcast. I'm Katie. I'm Ashley. You can follow us at Katie Dessen, at Ashley Hansen, and at Coconut Grove Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Um, thank you guys so much and for listening. YouTube. And Oh, and YouTube again. Oh, man, I, I <laughs> got tripped YouTube. up on my, on my spiel because we got a YouTube now. That's new. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next week.